Hello and welcome to this Inspiring Nurseries podcast. It is apparently the last one of this season, so we hope that you have enjoyed all the episodes and that we hope that you will join our season two coming out in September. But before I let you go, this is our last podcast, so we decided that we would like to invite Alison back, who said yes. So good evening, Alison. Good evening, Marnie. How are you, ladies? Hi, good evening. Welcome back, Alison. Hello, very good. Thank you very much. Thank you for inviting me again. So in case you haven't listened to any of our podcasts before, uh, let me just do a quick introduction. We have Alison Featherby, who is an early year specialist, also the head at the Orange Caterpillar headquarters. Alison uh, has been working with us inspiring nurseries uh, well before the lockdown and during lockdown we have run lots of Zooms and free sessions to help nursery managers and nursery owners um, and she has been a regular guest at our podcast. Um, my partner in crime is Marnie Wills who is founder of Sporty Minis. Uh, Sporty Minis offers a physical education program for nurseries and Marnie and I after having spent numerous years promoting and helping each other decided to set up inspiring nurseries uh, to help nursery managers and nursery owners in the UK and really anywhere in the world. Um, and my name is Kate. I am co-founder of Hello Mums. We offer temporary nursery staff in London and I have been super happy and super grateful to have had these two ladies uh, to battle with me over the last many months now uh, and keep the nursery managers and nursery owners going. And um, Alison and Marnie, my question, my first question for you this evening is what are what is the most unexpected and positive thing that has happened to you and your business uh, since March 2020? Alison. So, the, wow, I think when all of this started, um, we didn't know what to do, did we? We didn't know where to turn, uh, what to think, how to process everything that was going on. And I was a trainer that was um, very much an advocate of face-to-face training very much of an advocate of I, I need to be in your setting to, to feel your environment, to, to observe your practitioners, etc, etc. And I really hadn't ever considered um, any support that I could do virtually. So over these past, you know, we've had such a great time doing all of these Zooms. And I think we're all so much more confident in, in connecting with people in this way that it has opened up lots of lots of avenues really for all sorts of different people so i have a, a virtual support group thank money you've been so helpful with helping me with that thank you so much and kate you've been amazing at, at helping me to promote that and um so i have a virtual support group um, which is uh, a rolling subscription so people can um, be part of that group connect as part of the group and to, to have access to, to me on a one-to-one -one basis sometimes I talk to, to people but also um, you know lots of my training I'm adapting to put on there as well so it, it really has opened up my um, my thoughts really 
into how many people that I, that I can reach and that I can talk to. Thank you, Alison. Marnie? Yeah, so um, what's been great for my business? I think what has been really good is I've been able to nurture my um my brand a little so my sporty minis brand we managed to get online and do free facebook lives um delivering our session which all of our parents um whose children go to the nurseries absolutely loved um i was able to get some online activity programs so active kids at home for parents to download and the nurseries that stayed open for their key workers use those as well so it was a really good chance for us to give back really which was really good. Um, I managed to also furlough myself, which meant that I had a wee bit of extra time on my hands. And personally, um, because I'm in the business coaching space um, and I originally were coaching sports coaches to start their own business, I pivoted a little and uh, started working with um, education trainers and consultants like Alison um, to help them move their business online. So that has been something I've been doing personally in the background as well, which has been fantastic and also given me loads of content, confidence, I guess, as a as um, a businesswoman that you know I can run my sporty minis online, offline, from wherever I like if I want. And I think that's a really exciting time for for many and I and I guess for um, the early years environment um, they can also if this somehow happens to come around again and we go into lockdown you know hopefully our nursery managers and owners are a little bit more comfortable and confident to be able to deliver some value to their families online as well which is nice what about yourself Kate? Um, I think the bigger thing for me has been the inspiring nurseries because we have had this fabulous idea all those many months ago that we wanted to help nursery managers and owners and the the audience that we originally reached it was very local very localized because we are london based and it was for nursery managers and owners in south london specifically southwest london and i wanted to help more and this given the opportunity and and you know having the zoom sessions i have seen and met so many amazing people and it just filled me with knowledge and pride that i could help nursery managers wherever they are nursery owners anywhere in the uk and i would love to carry on doing that and i'm just very proud of what we have achieved with this little <laughs> Uh, project that we decided was going to run on the side and and Helen Mums has been really good um, obviously it has been very quiet for us but you know I've we've spoken to to quite a lot of our nurseries already now and everybody's very happy to be back and that's another thing that fills me with joy you know it's not just because business because they were booked with us but also to know that they are finally back and they love being back um, so yeah that has filled me up with quite a lot of joy and pleasure but let's talk a little bit about the future as well so my next round of question for you ladies is uh, simply put what do you see the biggest challenge is going to be for nursery managers and nursery owners for the rest of the year 
good one. <laughs> good one. And After you, Alison. After you. Yeah, thanks for that. I think that, um, I think we're not out of the woods yet. I do think that we, first of all, what we're waiting for is um, a spending review. That's the most important thing that we're waiting for. We are, before all of this happened, we, um, we had a, a government policy that um, uh, gave providers uh, a fee, a de uh, an hourly fee, um, to, to look after uh, three-year-olds and, and two-year-olds and, and, and obviously 30-hour funding as well. And it's really clear that, that that funding is not enough, it's not adequate enough to ensure uh, high-quality uh, provision uh, as well as, um, you know, those children are happy, safe and secure at all times. It, it's just not a viable policy for many, many providers. Um, and, and everybody is funded really, um, although that funding is the same for everybody, um, people have different incomings and different outgoings. So that funding, you know, was enough and is enough to keep people going. But for, for many, for the most part, most people, it, it, it's just simply not enough. So first of all, we're waiting for the um, spending review um, that will, that will um, you know, hopefully... Uh, provide us with with something there. We're also um, we've also got the EYFS reforms, which have recently come out as well, um, and they are. Um, we're waiting for um, the development matters that, that that sits alongside those reforms too, um, and lots of people um, concerned that the early learning goals have been rewritten and are slightly rewritten in some cases but completely rewritten in others um, and and what although that means that there's a, a reduction in paperwork for for schools it does mean that the, the the whole of the areas of learning have been rewritten as well because we're all signed we're all working towards an early learning an early learning goal so we, we don't really truly know that where that's going to take us and where 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 our focus will need to be um obviously as a trainer and consultant i i'm i'm secure in my pedagogy and what i'm saying to, to um to owners and, and managers and, and to practitioners too, which is very much a child-led environment, uh, a, a child-initiated environment, environment that, that goes with children's interests, an environment that, that really focuses on children's uh, well-being, et cetera, et cetera, and, and, and those high-quality interactions that we know make all the difference. And, and I do feel that the, um, the disapplications have, have sort of freed us up into, into not focusing and so much on those areas of learning. Um, and I really do wish moving forward that practitioners um, had much more confidence in their ability to, to make a difference for, for children without heavily relying on government documentation. So that so that, so there's a couple of things there, and the and the other thing I think is that um, we had a recruitment crisis before all of this, um, and we are going into another recruitment crisis as well, and that sadly means that um, some people will be made redundant. We know and think possibly that parents will uh, will be wanting childcare. Um, 
to be more flexible. There'll be, you know, there'll be there'll be a shift in focus around of that. So we need to wait until all of that, you know, settles settles down really uh, before we can we can look further ahead. And I and I so I think that is a, it's going to be very difficult. Going to be a transition time for for quite some time. I think. Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> um, Kate, can you repeat the question? <laughs> yes. Um, just thinking for the rest of the year, what do you think the biggest challenges are going to be or biggest challenges going to be for nursery managers and nursery owners? Oh, challenge. Um, keeping as positive as I can, because we like a positive podcast, <laughs> um, but being as truthful as I like to be, I think the biggest challenge is going to be to ensure practitioners are actually able to deliver um, and feel free to butt in here, Alison, if, I, if I'm not on the right lines here, but and enable and are able to deliver um, really good learning environments for children and have the motivation to do that. Like, I think things are gonna be really tough towards the end of the year for many people, maybe financially, maybe you know, physically, maybe job-wise if, if nursery owners and managers have to change their hours, the flexibility of the parents, and staying motivated um, during that time is gonna be really tough. And I know that extracurricular activities are most likely not gonna be able to be delivered within um, the weeks for the children so practitioners really have to step up at this time you know our children able to get outside and active our children able to be doing music and movement you know are they able to be exposed to different languages and that's a lot to ask for practitioners you know who maybe are underskilled or still gaining experience or you know they really need to be able to keep their motivation levels up to to deliver a really curriculum and the curriculum that each nursery decide and chooses the most appropriate for the children that they've got at their setting mm, absolutely well I'm said right yeah absolutely you've learned very well Marnie, over these Aww, all those um, sessions paying off <laughs> well i hopefully have learned from our financial director podcast because i think the biggest challenge is going to be watching where every penny goes like yeah. we don't know what's ahead of us for the rest of the year and i think nursery managers and nursery owners really have to prepare for the worst the worst case scenario that we go i mean in terms of of health and what is happening that we go into another lockdown and what they can offer to families because families are parents will be a lot severe and they will want more and they will want it to be different so what it is that you have learned as a nursery manager, as a nursery owner, what it is that I have learned as a small business, and what can I do to adapt to a new, different, unknown? Which, you know, we don't know if it's going to happen, maybe it won't happen, maybe it will happen next year, but you need to be financially prepared for a more negative scenario than a positive one, I think. Mm. I mean, it, it is absolutely around sustainability and it, and it's around all of those pillars of sustainability. It's not just around, uh, you know, making sure that we're looking after the, the purse strings. It's about children really connecting with each other um, and, and, and around, you know, 
um, making sure that we look after all of all of the pennies, but also making sure that um, children uh, continue to be prepared for a future that now looks very different than it did six months ago. You know, six months ago we were all on a on a hamster wheel really, and we were all thinking data. Uh, get my child to school, baseline, uh, let's do this, let's just make sure they're ready, da, 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 da. and we've had this period of time to, to really stop and reflect um, and, and, and really think about our values and think about where we're going as a family, um, but, but also what's really important for our children as they continue to grow and develop. We need children that are creative, we need, we need problem solvers, uh, and we can only do that through the very, very valuable work that we do in early years. Yeah, agree, 100%. Ooh, well said, very mm. well said. Mm. All right, ladies, my last question, and this will be the final question of, of this series of the podcast. Uh, so the question is simple. What would be your top tip for 2021? Oh. Can I go first? Yeah, go first. Well, shall we let Marnie go first? What was yours, Alison? Hang on. Never make a New Year's resolution because it's definitely not going to be that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm going to go first and I'm going to go first with my business marketing hat on. Um, What was the question again? (laughs) What is your top tip for 2021? I know it is only June, so whoever is listening, yeah. please know I know that it is June. Oh, no, sorry, it is July. Crazy me. Uh, but I'm already thinking, you know, there isn't that much left of the year and we want to be preparing for hopefully a better year. So 2021, oh, actually, your top tip. Before going to the top tip, should we just tell all our listeners about our grand plan for November-ish? Yes, but I think it will sort of lead to it once you have answered your tip. All right. Well, without further ado, my 2021 tip for our listeners, our earliest managers and owners is about marketing. I think that the times are completely changing for us all. The online education and the general online presence and time that... um, parents especially are spending online because many of them are working from home and I speak to a lot of um, my London-based parents and there are very few that are going back into their offices if they are office-based and when I ask when will they be going back and the answer that they're getting from their organizations is they're working from home for the foreseeable future. So this means obviously flexibility um, from parents, but it also does mean that they are online a lot more. So my my tip for 2021 would be for nurseries to maybe spend some time um, working out a social media strategy for them to be able to share their settings, mission and values and to be able to connect with local parents so that they could showcase their nursery and maybe even get some engagement going to see what parents would what what parents want for childcare um, and for going forward because we we don't know what 2021 holds and actually until you speak to the parents that are all going through their changes you might not know either 
that's so well interesting because mine mine's a parent one as well and uh throughout all of this uh, i've appreciated even more uh that we really must help and support our our parents and that you know i've done a couple of zooms with parents with groups have invited me to talk to their parents and we've we've done some talking about learning and development and and it's been honestly life-changing for parents we need to skill our parents up and and give them the, the the skills that we've got in nursery not only does that mean it's more consistent for children but um you know the hints and tips that, that we've got um, are invaluable for for children when they're at home and when they're playing and how to learn through play and how to really appreciate that that what we do and 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 you know that that from the story at bedtime to the to the pouring at, at bath time to the to the mixing of, of, of cake even if it is out of a packet all of that is hugely important um, for children. And I also think that we need to focus much more on at-home learning. We've, there's lots of research to say that um, at-home at learning is what really truly makes the difference. Um, and, and we need to, to connect much more with all of our parents and not just tune into those parents um, who, 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 you know, have got the time and have got the resources and, and, and have got the, the home environment to really do at home learning. We need to really challenge ourselves and to help those parents who, who don't have access, who are less advantaged, who don't have access to all of these things. And we really need to step up and make sure that at home learning is, is high on our agendas. Yeah. And actually, I'll just jump in there, Kate, really quickly to carry on from what Alison said. Um, I think it's a lot about adding value for parents, adding extra value that you probably wouldn't thought of before. And exactly like Alison has mentioned about, you know, really trying to get to know your parents and what they need. And we've had um, a parenting expert on the podcast before, Sue Atkins, and she has rolled out her parent club. Now, she's always had a parent club. I think she's had it for a few years now. Um, but what she is um, offering nurseries or earlier settings is she's offering them an annual amount. I think she's um, don't quote me on this, but I think she's charging £295 a year for a unique login for all of the early years for that setting for all their parents to access the parent club for a whole year. And she does a whole lot of, um, you know, parent talks from all different ages, but especially in the early years. And I think that's a fantastic offer, you know, from a nursery's perspective, you're adding value for your parents, you're giving them access to a parent expert every week for a whole week, for a whole year. I mean, that is fantastic value. And that's exactly what we have to think about. And I, I believe nurseries have to think about, are there extracurricular providers out there that are also offering maybe something similar that you could be investing in as a nursery so that you're offering at home learning via this extracurricular provider as well. So, you know, Alison, 100% think that a lot of our industry is moving to some at home learning um, or even at home education, like you said, for parents and families. And I think the sooner the earlier settings adopt this and invest in this as, as a, and look at it as not as an expense, but instead look at it as a way to add value for their family 
attract new families and have that in their mind that actually this is going to make what's called in the business sense a unique selling point, a USP. This is what's going to make them stand out against the nursery, the road that might also be struggling or might have a waiting list. Can you take some parents off their waiting list to join your setting because you are adding that extra value? Good tips, ladies. Well done. Mm-hmm. Well done. Do you want to hear mine? Uh, yeah. My tip, and this will resonate with you, Marnie. My tip, uh, and this is not just for nursery managers and nursery owners, but really for everyone, is don't fear change too much. Mm-hmm. Don't fear it. Adapt it. it. Ride <laughs> it. Just go with it. If you if you fear it, it's going to eat you up. Um, but if you embrace it, and may that be restructuring your nursery, may it be opening, may it be closing some part of it, may it be, you know, a different staffing, or if it comes to mentoring, just go with it. If you know, you will know, you your gut feeling will tell you that this is the right thing to do. So don't be too afraid of change, because if anything, this year has shown us that change happens whether we want it or not and you just have to adapt to it. So if you're more prepared that it is going to happen, it is going to be easier for you on the long run. Mm, definitely. That was a good one. That is for everybody. <laughs> yes. Um, so thank you, ladies. The reason why I asked this is because Marnie and I have been... Yeah, well, we speak often enough that we always come up with various ideas and... One thing that we've been really wanting to do is at the end of the year or closer to the second half of the year or the latter half of the year, we would like to do an online summit uh, where we bring specialists from the fields um, to help you achieve to be outstanding in 2021. So Marnie and I have been thinking about inviting uh, specialists such as Alison, uh, consultants, uh, people who are experts in coaching, in finance, in trainings, um, in parenting, in equality, in diversity, in in you know in focusing more on child-led playing. Um, so we would love to hear your thoughts on that. And at the end of this podcast, in the show notes, you will find a survey. If you have a moment, please click on it and let us know what you would like to see and who you would like to hear. Because what we want is to bring together a summit where you can listen to amazing experts giving their advice and their thoughts in helping you to become an outstanding nursery from your perspective in 2021. Have I forgotten anything, Marnie? No, I think that's I think that's good. That's good. Well, in that case, uh, it is my time to say goodbye. Thank you, everyone, for listening to our first season. We are very excited that we will be coming back with a second season. Marnie has already got an exciting lineup for <laughs> September. Um, Alison, uh, to you, a heartfelt special thank you. You have been amazing. We very much enjoy working with you. Your insights and your knowledge is just incredible. And we learn something new every day from you. So I think Marnie agrees that we owe you the biggest thank you. Yes. (laughs) It's been been honestly, it's been a real pleasure. I've learned 
so much from both of you too and it's so nice we've got three very different aspects uh and come from very different pathways and and our paths have collided and um um we'd already started a, a bit of a journey we took a bit of a side swipe for these last three months but uh, but i'm really looking forward to continuing uh and being on on some of your journey with you thank you Thank you, Alison. Oh, and thank you, Marnie. Without you, none of this would exist, obviously. Um, all the wonderful Thanks, ideas mate. that we have been cooking up, uh, sadly not together in company of our coconut lattes as we have been consuming <laughs> plenty of before lockdown. Uh, but yes, you have been a, a wonderful partner in crime and Aww. I very much enjoy working with you. So thank you very much. Oh, right back at you. Bit soppy. I think we should sign out. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, all the details are in the show notes and we look forward to continuing in September with series two. Thank you and good night. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.